Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are talking about dopamine. Now, you may have heard of dopamine, but you might not know what it means. And we're going to tell you today, aren't we, Dan? Yep. And I've just had a bit of a, a thought there. Do you think the word dope, as in from drugs, comes from dopamine? Oh, yeah, possibly. Should have researched feeling, that before, aren't you? Yeah, we? we should have thought about that before we launched into well, our podcast about dopamine. Yeah, <laughs> it would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, dopey as well, like one of the dwarves. <laughs> we aren't going to talk about these things, but that was just a bit of a side note to begin with. Because actually, dopamine does affect your sleep. So there you go. Because dopey, one of the seven dwarfs, was sleepy. No, yeah. no sleepy, sleepy was sleepy. Was sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start again. (laughs) So dopamine is what we're talking about today because Daniel is really good at going on these dopamine detoxes. Like I'm pathetic at them. So I'm obviously clearly addicted to dopamine, whereas Dan's really good at it. Really annoying. Well, I I don't know. I think I'm just marginally better than you. I think some people (laughs) are experts out there, but I'm pretty good at like abstaining from things. I think, but on the flip side, I'm not very good at introducing things into my life. I'm pretty good at cutting things out. Mm. I'm just going to cut things out to the point where I'm not doing anything. Like you live on air and <laughs> just water. Like a, yeah, just a monk <laughs> in a cave. So you'll be living on some like mountain somewhere. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. see you doing that actually. Possibly in the past life you were some kind of monk because you're really good at doing that kind of stuff and mm. cutting out. I things. think that's where I got the idea from. So the, the term dopamine detox is to take away all those short-term pleasures isn't it which we get addicted to Mm. so the first step is try and realize what we are addicted to or maybe not addicted but we do too much which isn't helpful to us in any way we're going to describe a lot of these but a lot of them make sense but in the previous episode we we discussed like abstaining from from food in terms of Mm -hmm. fasting the idea of a dopamine detox is just taking that a little bit further and talking about all those things that we can do in sh- in small amounts, and they're probably pleasurable, but we do too much of them, don't we? Yeah, I think that's kind of a thing about modern life as well. We have stuff that's too easy. We, we're we human. We're essentially a lazy kind of product, aren't we? Because that's we've got these big brains, and what essentially what we've used them for is to make our lives a hell of a lot easier in terms of like cars and washing machines. And, you know, like what I believe that we've got is that... Um, Oh, you know what? Um, captivity. We're creatures of captivity now. We've got diseases of captivity, and I think it's mostly down to dopamine. Our large brains, in comparison to other animals, <clears throat> it's become a hindrance to us because we've just mm. used it to become lazy idiots. Really, we're going to become <laughs> like that. Homoc- Have you seen those homoculan things where, like, um, it's like how your brain sees yourself, and we're going to have these like huge heads. The massive thumbs because people just sit on their games all the time and have rounded <laughs> yeah. backs. That's uh, it's a it's a vision of the future. Anyway, let's crack on and let's talk about what actually is dopamine and why it's so important to our bodies. Right. I think you're better at describing what, what dopamine to describe is. What it is. I know it's a neurotransmitter, but you have a bit more yes. of a concise explanation. 
Okay, so it, it, as Daniel just said, it's a neurotransmitter. It is sent out by the brain and it's used by the nervous system, essentially. So the nervous system uses it to send signals to the other bits of the nervous system, sends messages between the nerve cells. And it plays an important role in quite a lot of things, actually, quite a lot of functions, um, learning, motivation, heart rate, kidney function, um, sleep, we've already mentioned that, mood, attention, pain processing and movement. It plays an essential role in how we feel and crave pleasure. So it's one of those hormones, you get it when you exercise as well. Um, so it's something that is essential to us humans to function and to want to want to grow and have things in our lives. We get it when we do things that are essential for survival. So I think the the one that people know it most for is exercise. It's the happy hormone, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you do a, a good workout and people say so you get that rush of dopamine, endorphins. That's I think that's where most people would know it from, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's essential for survival because when you eat, you get a, a dopamine rush or you get a dopamine rush in anticipation of eating mm-hmm. or exercising or being out in the sun or having sex it's all these survival things which are essential to take the human race forward we get that dopamine hit so we're going to feel good doing it but we're going to feel good anticipating it so it ends up making us do it in the end which kind of is hard to get your head around a little bit but like you spoke beforehand before we started it's often it feels better the anticipation feels better than the actual event yeah want to go to a concert or watch a tv show that you're looking forward to it's the thought of going there and doing it is often better than actual the actual thing isn't it yeah like thinking about going on holiday is often better than going on holidays <laughs> thought, yeah. like when you're sitting at work daydreaming yeah so i think a good example of this was some research that scientists did which um shows us what dopamine does does in our bodies so they used rats and they blocked the dopamine receptors in um some rats and the rats essentially they stopped eating they didn't have sex they didn't crave anything and they basically lost the will to live which is what um, dopamine, that's why dopamine is so important. It's what drives us forward. It's what drives the human race forward. Um, When they then reversed the process and they flooded the rats with dopamine, every time they placed their nose into a box, they got like a super shot of dopamine. And the rats developed super strong cravings towards sticking their nose in the box. And some of them were sticking their nose in 800 times an hour just to get that dopamine rush. So that's why it's it's addictive to us as a human race, isn't it? The whole dopamine thing, like we get that nice dopamine rush. And like what you've just said there before about sometimes it's the anticipation of the behavior, not actually the behavior that causes the, the rush of dopamine. That's because there's a lot more sections of our brains, a percentage of our brain, there's a lot more allocated to anticipation, which is from an evolutionary perspective, that's what's made us so motivated as a race to excel and to drive forward. Um, And there's only like a small percentage of the brain dedicated to actually liking the thing that we get once we get there, (laughs) if you know what I mean. It's like when you buy a car, then you want the next one, then you want the next one, then you want the next one. It's that continual improvement. Or it can go the other way as well, of course. 
Yeah, hence why you might need to do a dopamine detox. Hence. But it was, yeah, it was interesting what you said about the holiday thing. So the anticipation, the looking forward to going on holiday next year is often better than the holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so there was, the time, I, listened, I listened to someone recently and they were saying, it might have been Jordan Peterson, actually. I might have got that wrong, but he said, plan your holiday as far in advance as you possibly can, like three, four years plan like the trip of a lifetime but make it so far in the future because then you've got like four years of anticipation and looking yeah. forward to it and I thought I've never even thought of that but it, it does make sense doesn't it yeah so we just should all just book a holiday for like five years time <laughs> yeah but you yeah <laughs> but literally in the back of your mind somewhere you're always going to be looking forward to it yeah it's true it's true so that's what that's that's the whole dopamine thing isn't it so so it's a good it's a good hormone to have, and people who don't have it, um, for example, obesity's been linked to a lack of dopamine because people uh, people some often hear people say like if you're obese that you just need to stop eating, but it's not always that straightforward. Um, sometimes they they don't have some of the chemical transmitters that they need, so they don't get that rush of satisfaction from food and things like that. So that's why it is one of the reasons, it's more of a psychological reason why people would keep eating. And um, Parkinson's disease is caused often by, well, it is a lack of dopamine. So that's why they get that nervous thing because it's the, the, the dopamine's effect on the nervous system that they are missing. Yeah, so it's crucial. Everything we have in the human body is there for a reason, isn't it? Yeah. Although we're going to talk about doing a detox, we're not talking about getting rid of dopamine. It's a little bit of a play on words, isn't it? Mm. Just trying to reset the threshold of what we should anticipate and what we should what we should want. So we, we're trying to balance out and get back to normal wants and desires as opposed to stuff that we think we need, but we don't really need. Yeah. So there's been some interesting research while we're just talking about Parkinson's disease, which again, it highlights what dopamine actually does for you. So Parkinson's disease is a lack of dopamine. So what they normally, what they traditionally did with the drugs was replace that dopamine. But what they noticed um, in some patients was that they were developing really strong gambling habits and they couldn't understand why that was. They then developed a drug that stimulates the dopamine receptors rather than replacing the dopamine. And they noticed that this actually increased that gambling and compulsive behavior. So scientists started to study it. And they it, it's true that it, once you start stimulating those um, dopamine responses, you're more likely to display compulsive disorders. Um, they found that if they gave them a, a gambling game that those who were on like a higher stimulation of dopamine could actually predict better the outcomes of the game. They've said that dopamine teaches you to want what you like, want what you want kind of thing, but and and to have not to avoid the fear of it. So you kind of throw caution to the wind of the consequences of your actions, essentially, which is what that compulsive gambling thing is it's that hit of dopamine all the time so when so it's something that you don't want too much of essentially as well as you need just like what you were saying you just need it in balance don't you yeah you, you just want enough like anything yeah you just want to achieve balance and you want it for the right reasons the reason we even talking about the whole subject of doing a dopamine detox is because we bombarded with so many short-term spikes of pleasure which are totally trivial and unnecessary and they lead to that long-term unfulfillment and you don't achieve what your real goals are 
or literally you might not even know what your goals are because you're mm. bombarded with short-term pleasure all the time. Some people live day to day. So we'll mention some of the things which we should detox from these short-term mm-hmm. pleasures. The most common ones probably today has got to be electronics, I would say. Yeah. Electronics and, and unhealthy food. So mobile phones, television, Xbox, PlayStation, um, sugary foods, fatty foods, it's all these things. People just go from one hit to the next literally all day. And then 20 years later, you don't even know what your goals are, what your legacy is, because you've just been chasing the short-term high, almost like a drug addict. A drug addict. Like those rats. <laughs> exactly like those rats. Might not be 800 times an hour, but <laughs> it's probably 800 times a week. Yeah. And be, it'll be interesting to know the facts of how many times people check the phone every day. It'll be yeah. hundreds. It'll be into the hundreds. Well, that's what I was going to say as well. You know, like the manufacturers, say, of the developers of Facebook, the manufacturers of like iPhones, they all know that the human body, this is how we're programmed. So they, that's why they get those little red like, like signs because you're continually going back for it, aren't you, all the time? It's like, it is like those mice, those rats hitting the, hitting the box. And can you remember those? Well, they're still there now, those slot machines, those ones that you put the two peas in and then, then then it pushes them along, like tipping point. I'll get addicted to them. But it's the same thing, isn't it, where you put two P in? I only do put two Ps in. I don't put pounds in around. But um, where you're like, they're pushing the coins along. That's the dopamine hit, isn't it? Because you're just waiting for that coin to drop and then push all the other ones out. It's, yeah, that, it's interesting. They use it all the time, don't they? Yeah, it's not, it's not the winning when you win all the coins at the bottom because it's, it's probably only 30 pence you win. It's yeah. when the coin's falling down. When it's That's the anticipation of all those two pays drop now. It's there, so we've already spoken <laughs> about it. It's the anticipation. It's the part in the middle, which is the exciting part. So we've spoken about gambling quite a bit already, but it's not the winning or the losing, which people are addicted to. It's the part in between is the exciting part. It's the not knowing. So yeah. it's when the horse is running the race. That's the exciting part. Yeah. And it's when the, the roulette wheel is spinning or when the football match is being played or whatever you gamble on. That's the exciting part. Once you've won, that high wears off pretty quick. And normally mm-hmm. what you do is you think, well, which what's the next bet I can put on? Yeah, the uh, next one. The exciting one. part is when it's actually happening, yeah. So if we can use like harness that a little bit. And then we need to realize where our vices are. So doing a detox, a dopamine detox can then be a good tool to see what you didn't even realize you were addicted to. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you took someone's mobile phone away from them, even for a half a day. Some people would have a meltdown, wouldn't they? Me? <laughs> I'd have a meltdown. Yeah, or coffee or television. Imagine you, took, you got home and your television wasn't there, providing someone hadn't stolen it. But <laughs> like, people wouldn't know what to do. No. So yeah, like it puts you back in control. It makes you realize what controls you. Literally, yeah. people are controlled by things. And some of the time... We're all responsible for our own lives, but these things, like you've already said, are designed to get you addicted. So like social media, Facebook, the way you scroll through the page constantly has you anticipating what's coming next. If I just scroll a few more times, I might find something interesting. The notification comes up on your phone. I'll have to have a look because it might be something interesting. It's the not knowing. So the anticipation where the dopamine spike comes from is what the whole foundation is built on. Yeah, I must say I've switched all notifications off my phone now. It's made a massive difference because when those pop up, you're just like, oh, I'll see what that means. I'll do that. But now I don't check my phone half as much now because I've just switched off all those notifications. So there's a good top tip for you. 
Yeah. So in terms of kind of productivity and particularly for, for work purposes, like a little scenario, imagine you're at work and we've spoke about the, being in a flow state before where you're just mm. getting stuff done. You're really creative. You're just ticking things off your list. Like it's great when you're in that zone and we've all been there and it can take a while to get into that place, but that's where we want to be to get things done. So you're in that zone, you're getting stuff done and then your notification goes off on your phone. So, and you can't resist, but check. So you check and it's just, it's not even anything exciting. You end up looking at it and it's a group message, which has no relevance to you. Then you think, oh, well, I've got the phone out. I might as well go on Facebook. And then half an hour later, you've left that flow state. You've wasted half an hour. So you think, oh, well, I'll get a coffee to get us going again. So you get a coffee, you get a bit more work done, but then you crash off the coffees and you get sugar and you crash off the sugar and you just because that notification went off on your phone, you've then started the roller coaster. So even just eliminating notifications can have a knock-on effect by making you so much more productive. It's true. I've done that myself. It's the, so, the domino effect, isn't it? Yeah. So how would people go about identifying where they need to pay attention? Well, I'm going to list the most common ones. Okay. And most people probably have one or two or three or probably 10 in the list. I think deep down, we all pretty much know what we do too much of. Yeah. It's like I said, if I said to you or whatever, if you said to me, I'll take your phone away or I'll take coffee away or television. If you get that little surge of fear, then you know that's what I need to eliminate. So the most common ones, are these are the ones I think anyway, but they probably should resonate with most people. So social media is a massive one. Mm -hmm. Electronics in general. So television, iPads all these type of things the internet sugary foods but also mm -hmm. fatty and salty foods are quite addictive as well we spoke in the past about the bliss point yeah uh, caffeine is huge alcohol is huge drugs that can be kind of medical drugs or recreational drugs very addictive mm -hmm. sexual pleasure massive cigarettes another big one and gambling there probably mm -hmm. are other ones out there some people there's some strange ones i mean you hear about strange vices and fetishes and things but that could be a list that goes on forever but those are the main ones so if mm. you try and think could you go a day without coffee could you go a day without social media and if it fills you with a little bit of anxiety that's what you need to identify and think this is this is in control of me i need to take control back so do a fast so it could be just half a day you could just not not turn your phone on until midday mm. and that could just be a start you don't have to give your phone up for a week because it's probably unpractical as well because the, kind of the world revolves around it now, doesn't it? Yeah. But if you yeah. can abstain for a little bit and just reset your threshold, then you might even get to the point where you think, I don't even need to go back to it. I don't even need Facebook on my phone. Mm -hmm. I don't even need coffee. I don't even enjoy it that much. I was just addicted. That should be the goal. Once you crack the cord. We should make a point that if you do decide to do a fast of anything, so if you want to do a, an alcohol fast, you think I'll drink wine every night, I'm just going to, I'm going to do a wine detox from Monday to Friday and have it on Saturday. So the goal should not be to just look forward to Saturday. That's the, the wrong attitude, isn't it? Like you said before, before we started, you shouldn't just live for the weekend. That's not the goal. You have to be in the moment, don't you? Mm -hmm. be the goal of the fast to enjoy the simple pleasures as opposed to wishing your life away and putting yourself in the future all the time. That's pointless. There's no point in doing a fast if you're just going to wish your time away. You yeah. have to become more introspective and realize what's more actually most important. Yeah. And you're really good at doing that kind of thing. Like just like Dan just disappears off Facebook for like months. 
just goes right I'm going and then doesn't reappear for like ages and that's really I think that's quite a talent to to understand be aware of what is controlling you um because that's what it's all about isn't it and it's it's about understanding your own body and being aware of your own life and how you can make changes to your life for the better yeah that's a really really important word that you use there awareness because that is always the first step because if you're unaware then how can you change how could exactly. you possibly change it from what you're unaware of? Yeah. And it's so. really hard as well, because like we may mentioned that manufacturers and advertisers and marketers know how powerful dopamine is to the human body. So they target it all the time, like the national lottery, putting lottery tickets on. Yes. You'll see one or two people who've won like millions and changed their lives, but statistically, you're really, really unlikely to win the lottery. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's that's what they play yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they play on. You know, the big wins every now and then. That's what slot machines do, don't they? They give, so that's why they make it all bells and whistles every time someone wins. Cause like, oh God, they're over there. They won. I best put another 50 quid in because like, I'm going to win soon. Yeah. It's totally unpractical because it's, it's pretty much never, ever, ever going to happen. Yeah. And that's all dopamine. That the human body, we we are a mixture of we're just hormones. <laughs> yeah. Hormones and habits, as I say all the time, but, but we literally are. And there is quite a good way to harness the dopamine though, in a good way, I think. And that is to do a thing called what James Clear in Atomic Habits, which as you know is one of my favorite books. He talks about um habit stacking. So if you know that you love, say, a cup of coffee and a biscuit, that's when you're going to get your anticipation. That's when you're going to get your dopamine rush. Do the thing that you need to do before the thing you want to do. So say you know that you need to go for a 20 minute walk. That's your target for the day, the habit that you want to build. So what you should do is reward yourself afterwards with the thing that you want to do. So go for the walk first and then have the coffee and just one biscuit say dan i'd allow them one biscuit you probably wouldn't even allow them one would you no no i would (laughs) 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 so um so do the thing that you have to do before the thing that you want to do that's quite a good way to harness the dopamine yeah that's a really good way so either you're gonna have the coffee and the biscuit after you've done your walk so at least you've earned it to some degree yes or if you have a walk the chances are you then might not want the coffee and the biscuit after because you think that's like doing a workout in a, early in the morning and you think, I really fancied some unhealthy food, but now I've done a workout. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that. Do the thing that you don't yeah. want to first. And then chances are that that craving might subside. Yeah. Like we're using our call club, the squat aversion technique, which we've just invented, which is if you want a biscuit, for example, and you can feel yourself going there to the biscuit tin then do 10 squats and that normally switches off that craving. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've shifted oh. your hormonal state as well, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's a few other things you can do as well. So that's really good. Exercise is good because it changes your state of mind. It changes your it changes your physiology. Your heart rate goes up. Your breathing goes up. Yeah. So if you're panting and out of breath, chances are you're not going to want a dry digestive biscuit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, you can do things like just a breathing exercise. Yeah. So if you find yourself going to that vice, then do a breathing exercise. That can change. It can change your state of mind. You can do the whole name it, blame it, term it thing. So just talk to yourself. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to the biscuit tin. I've picked up my phone. 
even just saying it out loud, put a bigger emphasis on it and chances are it's going to stop you doing it. You can have accountability partners and things like that. It it all works. Yeah. We all have vices. It's not, we're not, uh, we aren't sitting here saying we're perfect. We just, we all have different ones that we need to figure out because it it can be, it can be the difference between a day going live an hour to hour day to day, but then years go by when you're just hitting short term highs all the time. It's kind of thing. Fulfillment doesn't flash. It glows. If you just, getting short-term highs all the time. You're getting lows all the time as well. So fulfillment should be kind of almost uneventful. You never get too high. You never get too low. But you're really content with the life that you're living and you're achieving your goals and you're living a like you're living your legacy. It's not it's not these peaks and valleys. It's that kind of it glows. It doesn't flash. That's a good analogy I like to think of it as. Yeah, that's really good. It's like balance as well. It's just all about balance, isn't it? Anything in life, it's like not going too high, not going too low, like you said, and just staying on an even keel. Um, but like some of the stuff that you were talking about there, it's, you know, I'm going to throw my Carl Jung quote in. If you, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you'll call it fate. And it's true, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's like sometimes with my girls, if we if they kind of kick the habit of going to the biscuit tin at 11 o'clock or something like that, I make them shout it out. Like I'm going to the biscuit tin because yeah. just actually saying it, like what you were just saying there, it actually brings that unconscious to the, to the consciousness because you are 95% led by your unconscious thoughts and habits, 5% by conscious. So if you just take a minute to stop and put it into your conscious brain, your conscious brain will probably go, what, what the hell are you doing? Half the time, this is just an unconscious reaction to something. Bring about massive awareness. Mm-hmm. And then if you make other people aware of it, then they can hold you accountable as well. So yeah, so shout out. I am going to the biscuit tin. <laughs> <laughs> I am on social media. <laughs> I am addicted to dopamine. We we laugh about it, but it can literally be the tipping point between living and achieving your goals and living the life that you want to live or just living day to day. Like That cannot be overstated enough because if something rules you and you don't take control of it, then you're not going to get anything done. You're going to get to the end of your life and you're just going to think, wow, how many thousands of hours that I spend watching Netflix and being on Facebook, then if you could have put that time and effort in living a legacy and making the world a better place or doing something which you were happy and was really fulfilling, that's a life worth living, isn't it? And that's when you would say, oh, that was just because it was down to fate. I was born unlucky and stuff like that. And it's not true. You can change. You can change. I've been into, well, you know, I've been listening. They're getting into like Greek philosophy and like stoicism as well. And the whole idea there is I've been reading a book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way. Okay. So the idea is events happen. Everything that you can't control events, it's just your reaction to the event. And the idea of the obstacle is the way is when you're trying to achieve something and then big challenges and obstacles get in your way. That just shows that you're on the right path, which is really interesting where most people, some people would think that, there's a massive challenge, it's massive obstacle in the way. That means that I've come the wrong direction. But a stoic philosophy is, I know that's perfect. That shows that you are on the right path. So almost look forward to the challenges because they just strengthen your resolve and they prove that you're doing something right because nothing worth having ever comes easy. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, like the feeling of pride and accomplishment you get from achieving a goal, which you really do deeply want, it far outweighs 
the short-term highs of crap food and social media and television. They're just superficial, trivial shit. That doesn't matter, does it? The 20 likes on Facebook for a filtered photo is just wasted time. Whereas the half an hour you spent editing the photo and checking the likes every 10 seconds, it's unfulfilling really on a deep level, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't give you, it's not pushing you any closer to your life goals, is it? No. So in terms of like a detox, there's a few different methods we should talk about really. So some people go hardcore, like they lock themselves in a room for three days and they have no pleasure whatsoever. They just drink water and sleep and meditate and journal mm. things like that. But that's... I don't think I could do that. Yeah, that's not... Well, it's not really realistic. It's not really bridging the gap. If you were young and single and you lived by yourself, yeah, maybe. But first of all, I think the, the easiest one to do is realise what's in control of you and just eliminate one thing at a time just for a short period of time mm-hmm. and see if you can do that then build up so maybe just have coffee on a weekend or alcohol on a weekend or you only have social media on an evening that's mm-hmm. pretty realistic and if you're not going to turn your phone on until midday to avoid the temptation tell people you're going to do it as well so that's really important mm-hmm. if you're going to stop drinking alcohol but you normally go to the pub every wednesday tell your friends you're doing it so then they're not ringing you on a Wednesday night and bringing up the temptation. Mm-hmm. So make it realistic, make it practical and make a plan. And that's really going to help. Definitely. That, those are good top tips there to bring awareness to yourself, make a plan and stick to it. Consistency. As we always say as well, consistency beats intensity. If you achieve this and you reset your dopamine levels for certain things, then you're going to start craving or anticipating the right things. So if you do... Say, for instance, in the last episode, we spoke about food. If you're going to do a food fast, then you're going to start craving healthy food, which is exactly what dopamine like, is there for. You want to crave healthy stuff. If you lock yourself in a room or whatever, you're not going to miss social media. You're going to miss human interaction, which is there for the survival of the human race. Like You're going to start anticipating and craving the really nourishing things that we all need. Mm-hmm. If you lock yourself in a room with darkness for a week, you would crave sunlight. That we need these things, don't we? So, yeah, the 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 real upshot of doing a dopamine detox is to really get your wants and desires back to what we actually do need and want. Cool. Well done, Dan. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do that. Actually, I've done that. I've stopped drinking alcohol. I was going to say, yeah, what's the, have you ever done one or do you want yeah. to do one? Yeah, it's like you say, though, it always happens, isn't it, when you actually stop the thing so for example sugar sugar's a good one isn't it because everybody like likes a biscuit but when you stop eating them this is what I find as well when I'm coaching people to lose weight and stuff they're all like oh I can't I can't do it but actually two or three days down the line uh, with abstaining you don't crave it anymore because your body starts to want that non- sugary stuff the actual good stuff once you get over that dopamine thing it it works it does work you stop craving it um, probably like i've done this before where you've gave up sugary foods or unhealthy foods or whatever and if you go long enough then you go back to it you don't even like it anymore i know you think well i never mm. used to taste like that yeah and then your your tastes even change don't they yeah so yeah that's as i've stopped drinking um what else have i done a detox on I have I switch I am I know I always joke about me on Facebook but I do switch it off <laughs> quite a lot actually <laughs> and I'm certainly not as bad as I used to be on it um but I mainly do use it for business but I know I always use this as an excuse don't I 
and mm. business purposes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at least you're aware of it though. Yeah, true. So like, yeah, a lot of these things we've spoke about, they, they kind of, they tied into, there's normally a good purpose. So if you're addicted to food, we need food to survive. Yeah. If you're addicted to Facebook, like you, your business might run on Facebook. So a lot of them are, are tied into things that we do need, but we use them for the wrong thing, like the wrong reason, yeah. don't we? So. Yeah. And too much of a good thing is sometimes a bad thing, isn't it? So it's just being aware of where you're spending your time and energy and what it's draining from other parts of your life. Yeah. And maybe try and think about it. You might not be addicted to one thing in particular. You might do a little bit of Facebook. You might be do a little bit of television and coffee, but cumulatively, the whole thing, you might just be running on short-term highs. Mm. So think of the accumulation. So doing a detox, then imagine if you didn't have any television, phone, any internet for a week, and then someone gave you a book to read, you would like, you'd be so excited. It's something to stimulate your brain and gain some knowledge. That's kind of where we should be at. That's not really realistic in modern society, but to prove a point, that's how good it would feel, wouldn't it? If you so, imagine if someone took your television off you for a year and then you said you were going to the cinema in a year's time, how excited would you be in the anticipation of going to the cinema like the, the few days before? To learn to look forward to things is a real joy, isn't it? That's why really Christmas is so exciting because it only comes around once a year. Yeah, you're right. It's I think in a modern world as well, when I think about my kids and stuff, we've got everything at their fingertips now. It's like the other day, one of my kids was asking us a question, something. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it's like, they could google it i was like in my day i used to have to go to a library and find a book on this subject rather than just typing it into my computer and we're like what you have to go and get a book and like yeah of course you have to go and read stuff like you don't have to do that nowadays do you just type it in god oh yeah even like i never had to do that but i remember like <laughs> I never my had to go first, to a library <laughs> i never had to go to a library but bloody hell i used to the first computer we ever had i was probably like i don't know 10 or something we had CDs we put in called Encarta 95 or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And that was like, a, like, it's just ancient, isn't it? See, <laughs> so I'm old enough to remember the Encyclopedia Britannica man coming round the door to sell you encyclopedias. Yeah, in my house growing up, we actually did have a A to Z encyclopedia. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah leather bound. <laughs> they were pretty cool, actually. Probably quite expensive. <laughs> my dad still got one from like the 1900s or something. Yeah. And it's got like a fire engine in it. It's like these fellas with a pump. <laughs> <laughs> And the old maps, I mean, dad's geography maps are like, uh, you know, like old style names on them and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But with like an advancement in technology is good because it is good that you can get Google and you can figure out everything straight away. It's not as rewarding, but also comes like you get like fake news and fake stuff. You know what I mean? They they couldn't go back and change you and the encyclopedia overnight could they if it didn't fit the agenda oh no that would take a good 20 30 years to get a change yeah exactly so with advancements comes downfalls as well yeah so the motto of today's story is to be aware what's controlling you before it controls before you control it other way around (laughs) (laughs) other way around and to be aware of the hormones and harness the dopamine as well to enhance your life more. Yeah, for the right reasons. You know you're going to get a dopamine hit if you go to the gym, do, a, do an exercise class. Mm-hmm. So use it for what it was there for, eating healthy food. And less is more sometimes. You don't have to leave social media forever, but you'll enjoy it more if you don't just do it mindlessly. Mindfulness, not mindlessness. 
cool excellent right, right we're done we're done what should we where can people find you this week joe um where my usual spot organicpilates.co.uk all my classes are online at the moment because my studios had to close again oh but mm. i'm Boo. <laughs> but I'm actually teaching from my studio still. It's just I don't have anybody in there just because all my gear is over there. So it's actually quite nice. Adapt and overcome. Exactly. Exactly. Just go with the flaws. No point getting stressed about these things, is there? No, well, I'm doing the same thing, but I don't have a nice studio. I've just got my kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're back in the work. kitchen. I saw <laughs> yeah. that. So yeah. um, where can I find you then, Daniel, for your kitchen workouts? So with back in lockdown comes... I'm back on Facebook. Comes, comes Dan back on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You probably see cycles throughout the next couple of years with lockdowns. Yeah. So yeah, Daniel Purvis Health and Fitness on Facebook and I'm doing hit workouts online. So if you want to see me diving around my kitchen like a lunatic. Yeah, they're really good. Dan's workouts are really good, but it's just like really hard. Yeah, yeah pretty tiring. I'm not doing as many as what I used to because I, it was originally last lockdown was three weeks and it went to four and a half months. So I burned out a little bit. So I've had to yeah, scale were, it back. So You were going OTT, weren't you? You were getting too much dopamine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not enough rest. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so check Dan out if you want to do those kind of high intensity workouts. They're really good for you. They are. And um, yeah, and check me out if you want to do more mobility and strength work. <laughs> yeah, the, the yin and the yang. Exactly. Exactly. Together we are fitness gurus. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not podcast gurus, but if you want to listen to more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, remember we're on Spotify, we're on the iTunes podcast app. Where else are we, Joe? We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify. On my website, the new page should be going live now. So if you just um, on my website, you can check out the podcast on there. Yeah, so, so you, please remember to pass the pod. Yep, at the time of recording, we're pretty much at 2,000 downloads, aren't we? Yay! Thanks, everyone, for listening. And remember, if you can leave some feedback and give us some topics you would like talking about or any questions, we'll happily um, pretend we know what we're talking about and expand on (laughs) those questions. (laughs) So, yeah, no, we really do appreciate everyone listening. It's it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're still enjoying. As long as you're still listening, we're still enjoying doing them. So, long may it continue. Cool. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon on another episode. Bye.